Hello, a very warm welcome. I'm Alexandra. I'm the leader and creative director of City of London Symphonia. So we find ourselves in another lockdown, although it does feel a little different than the first. Uh, first of all, I hope that you are all very safe and well. Um, and I would also like to apologise um, because it appears our road is being resurfaced outside my house. So there might be a little bit of lorry noise um, going on. So I hope that doesn't disturb uh, the interview that we're about to um, undertake. Uh, I thought lockdown would be a good opportunity to catch up with some friends, colleagues, collaborators of City of London Symphonia. And today I'm absolutely delighted to be talking to Gawain Hewitt, who is one of our very important participation leaders. Uh, so welcome, Gawain. It's just delightful to, to chat to you. Well, it's really nice to be with you uh, today as well. Um, thank you for taking this moment to be on well on zoom it's kind of a, a strange situation isn't it um <laughs> it's, it's, it's so good to see you and it's been a while yeah, it's fan so, yeah. fantastic to see you too have you been um able you know these past couple of weeks or, or months to do some work online um because a lot of of course a lot of your work is very hands-on working with people creating things have you been able to translate that online well yeah we we have and um Actually, with, with CLS, we've done a lot of work in thinking quite carefully about how we do that. Um, so myself and one of your colleagues, Matt, who plays uh, viola in the orchestra, um, we've spent uh, eight or nine days together um, sort of preparing and, and thinking about how do we get that sense of, of collaboration and sort of uh, facilitation to work online. Um, and this week, we just did our first workshop off the back of that in um, Bethlehem Hospital School. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was really, it was a really good day, and uh, felt just felt good to be back, and uh, and yeah, yeah we, we got some very good musical outcomes, so it was very exciting. Fantastic. You you work alongside, as as you said, our, our CLS musicians in a number of settings quite regularly. Could you just tell people watching or listening about those different settings and perhaps the different um, challenges or the different aims that you might have going into those scenarios? Well, I mean, with CLS, I work in primarily in two settings. One is with the Bethlehem and Morsley Hospital School. So they're, they're a school in a hospital. Um, so I guess, you know, it's important to say that they are a school in themselves with a head teacher and a structure and all that, but they're physically situated within a hospital, in this case, within a psychiatric hospital. So we're working with young people in psychiatric care. Um, some of them are inmates, which means that they're resident at the hospital, and some of them are day patients. Um, and uh, over the last few years, it's been at two sites, in Morsley in Denmark Hill in South London and at Bethlehem, uh, which is just near Beckenham in South London. But more recently, all the work's at, Beck at the Bethlehem site. Um, so, I mean, that work is, uh, well, as with, as with all the workshops, I think really it's about people's right to be a music maker and um, creating a situation where we have an environment where the, the players from the orchestra young people, any other adults in the room and myself are coming together to respond to the repertoire that the orchestra is working on at the time and create some new music uh, in response to that. Um, so yeah, I, I guess it's, I'm really interested in sound making, music making, what what it means to give different people a voice, I guess, in that way. Um, you asked me about context, so the other, the other place I work is uh, the Headway East Project, which is in Dalston in North London, um, and they're a charity that work with adults recovering from head injury uh, and their families and carers as well. 
Um, and that, that's a sort of gorgeous uh, place that, that all of us who go there, we sort of, the minute you get there, you, you feel at home. It's, it's such a wonderful project that they run. and We're, we're lucky enough to go in there regularly. Offer. It's normally annually we go in and do a, a project and again, work with these incredible adults to uh, create original music. Again, we're thinking about what, what CLS is doing as an orchestra at that time. And of course, both these projects, one of the things I really enjoy doing is I, I get asked to make a, an installation that, was, that, that takes this music and, and allows us to share it um, in a way that's, I guess, um, tell, tells the story. In fact, I was talking to the head teacher at Bethlehem just the other day, and he was saying what he found so, so exciting about the work we're doing is that it's work with young people uh, who are in psychiatric care, but we're not focusing on the mental health as a difficult time. We're focusing on the, the, the humanity that still exists within all of us. And that made me think about actually, and I guess in this time of COVID, this is really important to think about, you know, we all have mental health and that is, is difficult to talk about and something that is still sometimes stigmatized and we, we have shame around. But actually, what as I thought about this with the head teacher, I was thinking, well, actually, this is a really affirmative message that at whatever stage you are in uh, with regards to your mental health there is still the creative spark we are there's still that sort of joy and humanity and that's what we're bringing out through music with these projects we'll, we'll talk about you mentioned your wonderful installations i might come back to those a little bit later um and, but you used the word joy there actually um which i particularly associate with somewhere like headway east um it's very special environment uh there are some amazing characters there uh that, that sort of stay with you for a long i mean you obviously know a lot of them quite well now and I've, i think i've only been in once or twice but they stay with you a long time afterwards just because of their sheer enthusiasm and, and love of sort of music making and being in this amazing atmosphere could you for someone who's not experienced a day at headway east who hasn't been lucky enough to could you maybe just talk us through what might usually happen um, on a, a typical project day there? I think the first thing to say is the way it is structured is a flat structure. So the project itself has um, staff, obviously, and then you have uh, volunteers, which are normally people who have, uh, have or still are receiving, um, uh, maybe receiving is the wrong word, but are still part of, of the, um, the community of, of people accessing the facilities at, at Headway East. And then you've got the, what's called the members, the people who, who maybe for a day or two days a week go there um, for for the programme. And superficially, and, and sometimes not superficially, it's impossible to know who's who. There's no kind of uniform or name badges or anything like that. So you come into this environment that's extremely kind of egalitarian. Um, and... Uh, if you come in for the first time, normally one of the first things that happens is one of the volunteers will show you round, and you'll get to hear often a, a very powerful and moving personal story around their their experience of, of head injury, how that's affected them, um, and what it means to be a member of this community. Um, this also involves lots of tea, often lots of uh, wonderful rambling conversations and uh, social interactions. Um, and we'll then sort of find ourselves a little corner or if we're lucky a room and myself and the, the players normally we have two players in this project and and often a third member of staff as well 
so there'll be four of us we'll go and find somewhere and we'll just think about you know how it feels today run through the day um before getting a room set up now the project itself um we'll we'll do some kind of a rounding up of people and sort of reconnecting and, and there are there are adults uh, there are members at this project who who one of the symptoms of their head injury is is memory loss and uh, I am not an expert at all but my experience of this tends to be that short-term memory loss is the problem not long term and so there are members that I get on very well with that I have to reintroduce myself to even as often as four times an hour certainly every week and say hi I'm Gowan here from CLS we're doing a music project you came last week you really enjoyed it I really enjoyed working with you would you like to come again this week which is a you know that's an odd thing that's not something you'd normally do in life but it's there's something very lovely about it as well um, we then set up a room with a variety of musical instruments um, which range from uh, electronic instruments through to tuned and untuned percussion um, I've got a few unusual things, like I've got a, a cello with a single string, um, which I, I often use. Um, and then we wait and see who, who turns up. And that's uh, there's never a straight answer to that question. In fact, this, this is true in Headway East and Bethlehem and Morsley Hospital Schools. You, know, you get told there'll be five and you'll get 14, or you get told there's 14 and there'll be three. And that's just go, this just goes with these kinds of settings, I guess, that... Um, there's, there's an awful lot of uh, you have to be very flexible um, because there's many other things going on I guess in the background that um, can influence where someone is uh, that day and how they feel um, now in terms of music making uh, if it's a session I'm leading it's uh, it, it can be anything from sometimes we'll have a, someone come in and just start doing something and that triggers off Sometimes things that last for up to half an hour before we've even said hello to each other. And at other times, it will be perhaps something more expected, like uh, me introducing myself and my colleagues and us playing a piece of music and us responding to that and, and anything in between. Um, but I guess the focus for me is always how can we encourage the people we're working with to lead the music making and, and feel they have a voice and that we can then verbally or non-verbally reinforce that and take it somewhere um, these sessions at Headway East they're an hour long um, they often feel like they go past in 15 minutes there's a real energy and there's certainly a, a huge volume at times uh, of exuberance um, tambourines shaking massive voices singing joyful songs um, but at other times very surprising and moving reflective work sometimes with poetry sometimes thinking very explicitly about their lived experiences and other times just reflecting say on an image in the mind perhaps uh, imagining uh, a landscape or something um yeah so and then and then the lunch so then we sort of sort of we end and there's, there's because we're working with people who are, who are disabled in various different ways depending on their on their head injury and how that's affected them we'll start to have people coming in who might be assisting them to get out of the room uh, or they'll just be like it's lunchtime i'm going um and now there's another group of, of members who are working 
with a, a daily project there. Well, I don't know if project's the right word, but it, I guess maybe it is. In a way, it's similar to what we're doing. They've got a professional chef who works with the members and volunteers to make incredible food. And uh, this has become what they do for lunch. I don't think, I mean, I don't think this is how it started. So this is what it is now. And so every lunchtime, you have the most astonishing lunch, which has been created by another group, um, some of whom uh, might come and see us for a short time. So we'll have this amazing lunch, um, which is, I think what's just, this is just real sense of belonging. We'll sit down with them. There's almost, not only do we not sit apart, uh, but it'd be almost impossible to, you know, there'll be sort of scattered chairs around the room where we'll just sort of break up our little City London Symphonia uh, group and we'll go and sit around and just talk to people. Um, yeah. And then in the afternoon, we'll continue sometimes with more music making, sometimes with some art making or, or a mixture of the both. Um, so there you go. That is a day in a project at Headway East. I think you sold it to everybody. It is. It's well, true. I wish, it's... I wish we could. I wish we could invite people to something like this. <laughs> yeah, well, we should make a film, perhaps, of of, of, of you know of the day because it is this amazing um, mixture of community and collaboration and creation. And, uh, and yes, uh, the thing that struck me when I was there was how much the individuals um, in the music making specifically led the the process in a way um and then you couldn't you had to be flexible you couldn't sort of have a, a rigid plan because they would take it off in a direction and, and then you just fly and there's so much enthusiasm and and love for what they do that you can't help but be sort of transported along by it that's what really struck me when i when i've been there i think you're right and that and, and maybe that's what we're trying that's also what we're looking for and all these projects is to is to find that love and joy and and catch it and take it somewhere and uh, and inevitably that is formed through a relationship between the CLS players myself and the members on that day who they are and where their heads are at um, and that will be different each time um, yeah. I've, I've had times where we've had members singing advert theme tunes and the CLS player playing them back that has been what we've done for twenty minutes um, to to you know just the the joy the, sh the I, I cannot overstate how joyful that i mean it might sound a little bit weird but it's not it's incredibly <laughs> joyful um yeah you mentioned before your wonderful installations which in themselves have become a bit of an institution i would say um so um most times towards the end or the aim of a project is to create either a, a sculpture or a sound installation um which sort of collates various creative processes that have happened. Um, and I remember specifically at Headway East, it was a flotilla of rubber ducks, which we decorated. That was tremendous fun. And then somehow you managed to get the recording inside one of these ducks, I think, and they were launched down the canal. Um, I mean, first of all, what an amazing thing to have that sort of legacy, that tangible item, I suppose, uh, to show for all their work and their enthusiasm. Um, but secondly, how do you come up with these amazing ideas? I mean, who would have thought of rubber ducks going down that canal outside Headway East? Not not just any rubber duck; they were huge. So I mean, they were they were massive. For, for those listening, and they were named, weren't they? 
they were. I can't remember their names right now. No, I'd have to look them up. But um, <laughs> if you imagine a, a normal yellow rubber duck, but um, maybe I don't know the size of a watermelon. It was that kind of. It was a big, big, big things. Um, I, I can't give you a good answer to that good question. Where do I come up with these ideas? Um, I think maybe uh, that that's that that's where my head is as an artist is, and this is what I'm practiced at and good at is is coming up with um, quite uh, different ways of presenting music and art. Um, they just come to me when I'm wandering around. And what, one thing I, I learned a long time ago when I was uh, in my early twenties and was thinking about developing ideas, someone taught me to make a note of ideas always and the metaphor I was encouraged to use was of a, of a shelf that you just sort of put down enough details and you just stick them on a shelf like books and then later on when you're thinking about a when a context comes along you just go back to your shelf and go right so look at all the ideas I've not I've logged and, and then you pick one out so um that, that's the sort of process I use um but yes it was it was a lovely project that one and and um I had to get in the canal in waders. That was that was the. I brought waders in case it all went horribly wrong. But then the members were very adamant that I was getting in the canal, being that I had waders. Um, <laughs> so maybe that's the thing that I remember the most. I, I managed to get a radio-controlled mallard um, to tow them with, which was uh, which I, I still have somewhere, uh, which is a very unusual thing. But some somehow someone was selling one on eBay. Someone had made one, um, and just coincidentally. I managed to buy it and get it working again. So that's what towed these ducks. Um, yeah. I love your idea of having like a sort of a bookshelf of, of ideas, which you might not use now necessarily, but later on, you know, the correct context might, might display itself. I think that's good advice for anybody creating something. Yeah. And I think it's, it's important to say that, you know, it's, um, it worked. I've been very lucky that I've been given context by CLS and others to to realise my ideas, and I think being able to, in some way, action an idea is is also very important as well. So it's um, ha having, I guess, throughout my career, I've been very lucky to 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 constantly have my ideas acted on. So I have many on the shelf, but uh, but I guess that's why I keep putting them there is because uh, I know that they do get used. Um, yeah. Well, we're very excited at, at CLS because, of course, this year we've been nominated for two RPS awards, one of which is the Impact Award. And uh, you are a huge part of that, in essence. It should be for you as well, Gowen. Um, the Impact Award being, I suppose, making a positive influence on people's lives, perhaps, or encouraging them with classical music when they might not otherwise have the opportunity. It struck me that, that impact um, is a very difficult thing to measure or quantify. Um, how do you show how you're impacting people or, um, or affecting their, their lives or affecting their mood? But then I also thought you, I mean, it's difficult to talk about your own work, but you are perfectly qualified to talk about it because you see very often the same people um, for a few weeks um, in a row at these various settings. and just from sort of watching how they change or respond or develop, uh, that's proof enough of the impact your work, um, the work of CLS musicians has on them. What, what do you think are the main things? Um, it might be different in each um, place, but what are the main things that, that you hope people take away from 
uh, creative experience with you? Well, I think uh, I think the thing that so I mean, if we think about the work that's happening at Bethlehem, that's that, that's you know, specifically being considered for this this nomination, um, I'd say one of the things that really helps is is the importance that you, as the creative leader, and the, the other teams of, of leaders at CLS give to this project to start with. So, in many in many other cases, there's a case of this sort of it can feel like community or or, or whatever you want to call this work, it can feel like a bolt-on. Can feel like it's it's somewhere over on the sidelines, and and that is not the sense I get ever at CLS. I feel like we are central, and it's important. And as I said earlier on, we're working to the same artistic brief that you are as an orchestra. So we're given, I'm given, we're given a very sort of serious uh, uh, brief, if you like. You know, it, it's this matters. We matter. We value you, and we're going to give you a platform. So then, when I'm leading the workshop, this isn't an education project or an outreach project. This is an art making exercise. This is a music making exercise. We are actually composing right then to a brief, and then CLS are going to celebrate it later on as part of their program. That, that's how it feels to me. So I then bring that kind of seriousness or that intent. Uh, to my interactions and and I can honestly say that the feeling I get from making music with these groups is the same I get from making musical art with anyone and that makes me feel better you know I, I make art and music because it's it's just within me and the more I practice it the more I realise that this is part, partly defines who I am so if I can give that experience to the group, which is what happens, then I know that that's also affecting them as well. Now you say about the, the way they change, it's complicated. Ultimately, if we're thinking about Bethlehem and Maudsley, we're thinking about young people who are at a real crisis point in their lives. And while we nearly always see them at their best, and, and that's really important to state, um, in the background, there is still very unusual and socially difficult behaviour and uh, and other characteristics of, of poor mental health being exhibited in, in their lives. And um, so, yes, we can see a progression, but also sometimes you can see the opposite, which has got nothing to do with us. Um, so there can be situations where you hear of quite alarming things, and, you're like, and you have to be reminded, maybe by the staff, that you're working in a psychiatric hospital. Um, so in terms of the impact... It, I mean, it's just sort of some wonderful quotes I've had back, like, it was lovely to forget I was in a hospital. I mean, when you've been in these places, and uh, so that, that sounds, that's maybe not a phrase I'd want to use, but when you've spent time in a hospital, mm. it, it can sometimes just feel a bit heavy. And to, to have someone turn around and say, I forgot I was there for an hour, that's actually really powerful if that's where you live at the time. Mm. Um, so, yeah. I'm not sure if I've answered your question at all. I've just sort of weaved off. No, no, no. <laughs> it's like you pointed me in a direction, and I'm not sure if I've gone the right way. No, it's it. The point is, it's a hard, it's it's a hard thing to answer in a way. That's what I'm saying. It's difficult to, you know, you you can't show a graph to show how how much impact you've had on people. You can just go with your feelings and your emotions, and and as you say, how you feel, and you hope that that they too, or, or at least some of them, feel the same way about the experience, I suppose. 
yeah, and I suppose that's what I was trying to say about mm. the artistic feeling of this. Is it's it, we know as professional artists when it's good, and it feels good in these sessions most of the time. So there is that sense of we bring our kind of very practiced and well honed artistic kind of uh, intuition, I guess, is which you cannot measure. This is so hard to measure, mm. but you leave it going. This has been an important act of music making. Um, I haven't made music at them. And they haven't sat and listened to me. You know, we have made music together and I have paid attention to you and you have paid attention to me. And some really surprising things come out of that in terms of uh, really gentle, delicate, reflective work that's, you know, exploring some of the real fringes of music and, you know, sound making and silence and noise making and conducting and leadership and composition and yeah, it's, it's deep um, and exciting. Yeah. Now, I mean, not just with CLS, but um, with all your work, uh, you are very experienced in diverse settings and working in very different ways. I wonder if there are any areas uh, that you're still keen to sort of explore or particular settings or, or maybe places where you feel there's not enough of this sort of creative music making going on and people could perhaps really benefit from it. I mean, this is, you know, in general, of your work. Gosh, that's a... That's a sorry, that's a quite, deep one to ask. Quite the question there, <laughs> wow. Um, I think maybe the thing, um, the best answer I have for that is I'd like to see a, broad, a broader idea of what music making is generally across um, people's experience because... I think we're very good at teaching music and providing an experience in one way, but um, if people don't fit that, they I think people can leave that experience feeling that they don't have a right to be a musician. So it'd be it'd be really nice to to see, uh, and I don't necessarily know how this could happen, but um, but if we could have uh, other experiences music making, which perhaps made people feel more confident. I've been thinking a lot more recently, and, and this is, you know, about how how music is good for you in the way that, say, exercise is good for you. And an example I keep using is, you know, I am terrible at playing football, and yet we all understand that if I go and play football as a bad football player, it is still good for me to play football. We know that. We know it's good for me to move, it's good for me to develop my team-building skills and all that kind of stuff and, and deal with success and failure. And I, I'm increasingly of the mind that music making is good for you in the same way that um, you don't have to be good at making music for it to be good good for you and, and so I'd, I'd love for there to be more opportunities for people who aren't good at music making or who don't think they're good at music making is perhaps a better way of putting it to partake mm. in creative music making I think it would be really good for society and for the individuals and particularly this time uh, where it, you know it's good to remember our, our mental health and also what is is good to make us happy i mean there's so much um terrible news at, at the moment that actually we need to focus a little bit internally i think sometimes and yeah. focus on our, our, our own families our own bubbles and make sure that we are we're happy and as you said actually before we started the interview proper that we're all happy and well and those are the yeah. main things um for all of us i suppose yeah, and, and I think that's really that's really true. And I know that I can uh, sort of bear witness to emotions that I find maybe difficult or impossible to express through speech, through the act of sound or music making. And sometimes just me sitting down with my clarinet or with voice or with guitar, 
or drum machine or anything, I can be changed by that experience, particularly if I'm doing it with someone else. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think it's a yeah. I'd love to, I'd love there to be kind of a maybe that's what we should do next, Alex. You and I, we could come up with so, you know, like the sort of uh, couch to five k. Maybe we should come up with some. Yes. Don't tell anyone. Don't you know? Let, let's, let's not broadcast this on some podcast or anything. But um, uh, you know, we could have sort of from from I don't know. We'll come up with it. This is it. <laughs> Watch this space. We're sorry, I would have to include an installation, though. One of your... It would have to end with that. Something amazing. Something mega. Oh, thank, thank you so much, Gary. It's just been an utter delight to talk to you. Um, thank you for giving your time. And um, as I say, I look forward to uh, seeing the fruits of your next projects. Uh, are you starting... You're start, you started back already. Yeah. Is that right? With Yeah. 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 We're... Uh, uh, one workshop in we've got another one next uh wednesday and then the wednesday afterwards uh, all at bethlehem hospital school and then i think we're going to another school in december as well and back to headway east in the new year so um yeah fantastic we look forward to lots more amazing creative experiences with you thank thank you on behalf of cls as well for all that you do um to empower our musicians and you know your work is very important for the people at Headway East and Bethlehem Wardsley uh, School, but it's also important for the musicians, I think. And sometimes when we think about impact, we think about the impact on the people we're sort of taking our product to. But actually, the impact on the people delivering it is sometimes just as important, I think. So thank you for thank all you. you've done thank to you so help the musicians. Um, yeah, and take care and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. Absolutely. See you soon, Alex. Cheers. Bye.